Check, check. Mic check. Presented by and by PrepMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, presented by NFAB. Got a little problem with our opener music, but we'll fix that. It is Thursday, February 25th, it's noon. Pacific, and we're looking forward to a great Monster Energy AMA Supercross and FIM World Championship coming up this weekend in the ATL, and it's exciting because the 250 East is starting. How cool is that? That's right. We're getting in right into the 250 E series. Lots to talk about. Lots of debate when it comes to that. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We've got a few lines open. We'll talk some moto, and we're going to give away some Fly Racing Evo 2.0 limited edition gear set on the show that's right we're just going to take it to a random uh caller so we appreciate you guys listening and uh, check out the archives also of course on itunes and on the app and everything else with a tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes today's race where it must withstand tremendous forces it must breathe well be lightweight and be protective and uh and still durable fly racing created its evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill those requirements Evolution 2.0 features the industry's best BOA closure system race pant. And uh, the Evolution 2.0 is what we're giving away tonight, uh, or today, on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. NFAB, N-FAB.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Great sponsors of the JGR team, Barsha, Pike, and Nicoletti. Jeep, truck, or SUV parts, they've got it. And uh, we appreciate those guys uh, coming on and helping us out. Please check them out. And... Uh, They'll, uh, they'll be able to help you out with whatever you need. Handling the phones back there, producing everything. He's in for the, uh, for the legendary, the Mr. Legendary. He's the Pulp Mech Show producer. Travis. What's up, Trav? Hello. How are you? I'm good. Normally, this would be the point where I ask Tits how he feels about Ryan Dungey and his season. And Tits we're, is very... We're yeah. a little down from our loss, but I think we rode great still. And uh, we'll be back this weekend. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yeah, you'll be, you'll be back. Yeah. Well, look, at this point with Ryan Dungey and 702-586-7857, give us a call. At this point with Ryan Dungey, I mean, his podium streak, I think, is 27 or something. It's something like that, there. right? Yeah. So, um, hey, let, let's... Uh, uh, let's give a call to uh, Jason Thomas if we can. We'll get him back on the show. The great Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. We'll we'll touch a little bit on that, and we'll talk uh, we'll talk some moto right now. The two fifty East series. What do you guys like? Tyler Bowers, Tonus from the Monster Energy Pro Circuit team, Justin Hill and Macrobath from TLD KTM, RJ Hampshire and Mookie on the Geico Honda, Martin Davalos on the Rockstar Husky team, Luke Reslin from Cycle Trader Rock River, and of course Jeremy Martin and Aaron Plessinger from Star Yamaha. Darren Durham's back. Hopefully Durham can put it together. I'd be uh, looking forward to seeing how he can do. He's only raced like two main events in four years, but former winner, and we all like the Double D. So um, we appreciate uh, uh, the, him coming in and trying to race and. and 
got that beautiful style, of course. This is round eight, by the way, in 450 class. So this thing is almost half over. What in the hell is going on with that, everybody? It's almost over. I can't believe it. But 250 East series is interesting. It's, I, I, it's, it, it's interesting. I talked to a lot of people in the pits. Nobody's really a favorite. There's a ton of people that uh, have picked Jeremy Martin a little bit. There's some people that say Martin Davos, this will be the year. Bowers, we talked to him on the Pulp MX show. He had a rough offseason with back surgery and then uh, getting uh, sick. So he feels like he's not going to be 100% coming in. Uh, I talked to uh, Tyler Keefe at TLD. McElrath's about 80% right now um, coming in. So he's not 100% ready with his um, wrist that he hurt. RJ Hampshire, a lot of question marks about RJ after that hard crash. Everywhere you look, there's question marks. Martin Davalos, uh, speed, yeah, the heat race winner, yeah, but he's only won two main events in 10 years. Can he get it done? Mookie is fast as shit, but Mookie makes mistakes. So can he get it done? Question marks everywhere. Jeremy Martin not qualifying for mains every single year that he's been a pro. Can he get it done? Aaron Plessinger, second year. A lot of people under the radar are talking about Plessinger. Guys who know, guys who are the test tracks, guys like DV who have been out there, other people who have been out there, talk about Plessinger a little bit. So these are things that, all question marks. Um, everybody's got one. Arno Tonis, he was so fast last year in uh, in uh, the opening round that uh, people started talking about him and how he could do. And then it just all went to crap in the main event that night in Dallas. And then uh, it went further on down from there. So every single guy has got a question mark um, in this 250 E series. If, you, if you're a fan of any of those guys, I can bring something up to you right away and be like, well, what about this? What about that? So everybody's got a question mark. And then 450 class, well, yeah, Dungey, Roxon, they're maybe starting to separate themselves. Uh, Tomac, Seeley, Anderson in that next group of guys. Um, although it wouldn't surprise me to see them break through and, and, and win one of these. But right now, Dungey and Roxon, 1-2, one, 2-1, two, two, one, however you want to go. And Chad Reed and Marvin are kind of question marks right now. Marvin was so fast last weekend. Chad's had a few off weekends. So a lot of questions. 702-586-7857 on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Like I said, we're giving away a set of Evo 2.0 limited edition gear set to just a lucky caller. Uh, we got a few lines open if you want to call in. Uh, let's get right to our uh, our Fly Racing expert on all things, former top privateer, German Supercross champion, Montreal Supercross champion, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Uh, what's happening? Every single dude has a question mark on the 250E series, don't they? It's, it's just... It's one of those things where you just, you know, you looked 250 West Series, you're like, Webb, Nelson, uh, you know, they're all solid. These guys are all solid. But I don't know. I don't feel that way with this class. Yeah, I think you can you can um, kind of paint a picture around some of the guys. Uh, the question is, how are they going to stack up against um, the guys that we have question marks on? That, that's how I feel about it. Because uh, I, I, I've seen enough out of some of these guys to know what to expect. Um, but I just don't know, you know, guys like Plessinger, Plessinger, how is his second year curve going to be? Because I, like you, probably have heard lots of good things um, about Plessinger at the practice track. Yep. Uh, but, but I think guys like Jeremy Martin, guys like um, Malcolm Stewart, uh, I kind of think we know what to expect. Tyler Bowers, we kind of know what we're going to get. And a lot of those guys are kind of equal over a series. You know, I, I think Malcolm has speed. But inconsistency has been a problem. Uh, Tyler 
Bowers, I think, is uh, he's very capable, but he just may not be 100%. Uh, and then Jeremy Martin's had his struggles at the beginning of each season, and you know he hasn't ever really been able to put a whole Supercross series together. So um, it's going to be interesting when you throw all these into into the the mix and see what pops out. Because I can't remember a series where we just had no idea what was going to happen, like we well, did this year in the East Coast. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, so somebody's going to win this title and eliminate question marks. You know, Mookie, you said he, we know he's fast, we know he's got speed, but. You know, he had three bad races last year out of eight or nine, and Martin Mm -hmm. didn't qualify. So one of these dudes has to be a top three every week and break out of this question mark and take a title. One of them has. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I just think the question mark is maybe a little bit more heightened with other guys because some of these guys, I really don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't. (laughs) Yeah, Um, no, for sure. You know what I mean? But we've seen we've seen most of them race. Um, You know, Justin Hill. Uh, there's a lot of contenders, but man, there's just so many variables with each one. Uh, where I would I would fully agree. We're we're going into the West, and we're like, well, you know, Webb's going to be solid. He's a returning champ, uh, on and on. And last year, kind of the same thing. I think both of us were pretty unanimous in our in our diagnosis that Marvin Muscan was going to ha- kind of win this thing handily. So. Uh, I yeah, think we'll I just, we'll have a lot more answers, um, you know, at about ten o'clock on Saturday night than we do now. But it's uh, it's fun to not know. I, right. I can tell you that. Yeah, somebody's gonna shut everybody up as far as their their vices or what's wrong with them, you know. Um, and it, you know, it very well could be, you know, if you want to look at guys like Jeremy Martin, like you got to go back to him. He's won two outdoor titles, so the, that's you know that's. The outdoor title to win an outdoor title is incredibly tough and gnarly, and you're 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 the man if you do it. But man, he's got you know he just he makes some bad decisions out there. He doesn't qualify. He crashes. He seems like he gets rattled. I, I don't know. I think if you, six former winners, and out of those six former winners, I think I like Bowers the best. Except I hear nothing but kind of crappy things about his off season. You know, like I, I really think I like Adam Cincerello if he was racing. He's out obviously. So I, I I lean towards Bowers just because he's such a veteran, you know, and even if he's doesn't even if he's struggling a bit, I feel he can manage and get into a top five. Yeah, I don't. I think Tyler Bowers will be in this thing for the for championship contention. Uh, I just have, and I don't know why. Maybe it'll be foolish on my end. I've just I keep coming back to Jeremy Martin. In the end, because if you've looked at overtime. Um, for all the guys that have moved out, he's kind of been the next guy. Uh, you know, when Muscan was winning, um, he was basically in a battle with Bogle for the second place guy every weekend. Uh, now Bogle and Muscan are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been kind of that way every year for Martin. So maybe he falls into that again. He's just, he's, he's the second best guy or third best guy again. But I just have to think at some point uh, things are going to come together for him because He's done basically a 24-race series now with, with both outdoor championships as the best guy. I mean, you know, Muscan was very, very good last year, but, you know, Jeremy bested him. So I just think that's got to translate at some point. And when there's no clear favorite, when you look at it on paper and you look at their accomplishments, man, he just he, he just stands out to me. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, maybe he won't – you know, maybe he'll go out there and not qualify again and I'll look like an idiot, but – um, I don't think about. I don't. I don't know. Well, I think the fun, the the most fun aspect of this series is that for myself and for you, um, you know, we spend most of our time analyzing these races uh, on these shows just like this, 
And we usually have a pretty good idea of what to expect, why these things happened. Uh, but I can honestly say right now, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what's going to happen. I, I would be, I am purely guessing as to what the outcome of the Two Vidi series will be and this weekend will be, uh, which yeah. is awesome. That yeah. doesn't happen very often. No, I think this is the one of the more wide open East Coast series we've had. Or, I, I don't know, East Coast, any coast, like in the last few years. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because we can always narrow it down to one or two guys, you know, that we like. Uh, we got a ton of phone calls. Let's get right to them. Chris, what's up? Welcome to the Fly Rates and Moto 60 show. Hey, how's my four-time champ? Uh, we're good. I'm, I'm good. Thanks, man. That's good. That's good. Um, well, I have a, actually a little proposal from Matt Walker. Um, he said that he wouldn't mind coming on the show um, sometime. You just have to give him an invite. Would, will you see, would that be in the future for happening? <laughs> so, Matt Walker, you're like an agent, Chris. You're an agent. <laughs> I mean, I call it like I see it. So. Right, right. Yeah, we can get the stalker on at some point. I, I have nothing against Matt, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it, it just, I don't know him very All well. So. All right, I appreciate it, and um, just can't wait to see you in Atlanta. All right, thanks, Chris. All right. All right, uh, Matt Walker's agent calling in. Luke, what's <laughs> happening? What's going on? Hey, Steve. Um, Michael, I'll ask you a question. Okay. Um, he made a note in one of his interviews recently that him and his dad, when he made his debut, they went race to race with their bikes on their own with their own support. How does one of the greatest minicycle riders of all time have to do that in his pro debut? Have times changed that much between 04 and now? Uh, what do you think, JT? Well, I think that's kind of a skewed view of how that all went down. Uh, because coming out of amateurs, Mike was one of, if not the, you know, most highly sought after riders. Uh, even though they had such drama surrounding their program, uh, hype, if you want to say, uh, I, you know, Steve and I both know the story. But you know, Honda was hot and heavy after them. Uh, KTM ended up signing him, but uh, for him to say that he had to go on the road and do this on his own, I think is a bit silly because he that wasn't a necessity in my opinion i think that was kind of the way they chose to do it so uh i I just don't think that's a really honest way of looking at it when there were teams basically bending over backwards trying to sign him okay all right i just was curious why he wasn't on a team and that explains it yeah yeah absolutely thanks man uh justin welcome to the fly race and moto 60 show what's happening Hey, thank you. How's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for coming. Um, yeah, I just had a quick question. I've been meaning to ask for a couple of years, and I've just never had the opportunity to or, or uh, keep forgetting. But on, uh, like, Cooper Webb's front fender or even probably Jeremy Martin's, there's a little logo, usually under the front number plate, says Deegan 38. I know that stands for Brian Deegan. But does anyone know the involvement there? I, I've never heard him thanked on the podium and and uh, where does that all stem from? I know they used to wear some metal militia. Yeah, gear no, it's and all a that, um, it's a uh, it's a Mickey Thompson tire that Brian Deegan okay. has his name on it. So it's a Deegan thirty eight tire that you can buy from Mickey Thompson. So it's part of the mm-hmm. team sponsor. Mickey Thompson's the team sponsor, the, the tire company, and mm-hmm. so they chose to maybe market the Deegan thirty eight um, truck tire. So okay, that's how we cool. that's, how, that's how we get it. All right, man. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Jake, what's happening? Welcome to the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Are you there? Yeah, what's up? You're on the air. 
Hey, I had a couple of questions about Stewart. Uh, do you have, have any information on when he may be coming back? This weekend, man. He's coming. He's going to try he this, weekend. Wow. this weekend. I mean, he's going to ride practice. Whether he you know, makes it through practice okay and all that, who knows. But he's trying this weekend. Right. Okay. Well, I saw. I read something on a, a Moto page had posted on Facebook earlier this morning. Something about is he married? Yeah. Yeah, he's married. It looks like he's he expecting married. a kid. Yeah. And he's having a kid. Okay. I, I didn't know anything about that. Um, I guess he's just done very well at keeping his life private. Yeah, JT. Separate. JT, you and I have known him being married for a long time. Um, but yeah, he doesn't doesn't want her involved or you know get get fans to know or anything else like that and and it's his prerogative i'm fine with that like whatever yeah most people don't even know he has a girlfriend a little unmarried so yeah Uh, yeah he's done a good job yeah that that was uh, i was just curious about that um do you think that has anything to do with uh his performance this year possibly Uh, maybe not the marriage part but no no he's no he's had a girlfriend slash wife for a long time so right yeah you don't think even the kid part has anything to do with it I, I don't really know, to be honest. I, I, I don't think so. I don't so. think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think been so. Out of, he looked out of shape even in October. I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I personally don't think so. Thanks, Jake. Right. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, man, it's crazy, JT. Like, I got so much Twitter action and emails about, did you see James expecting a kid? And I didn't know he was expecting a kid. I saw that on Instagram like everybody else. But, I mean, I, how is this a big deal? People just, I don't know, man. Like yeah, he's a superstar. I mean, I know, but like whatever. whatever. Yeah, he's married. Like, you know. Well, that's what happens when when you're that private. When you decide to not be private, people have reactions. You know, you you're dropping a lot of news on people all at once. Not only does he have a girlfriend, <laughs> but he's also married and he's having a child. <laughs> I just like, hey, uh, I I actually admire James for not trotting his wife out every weekend with a team shirt and a headset like some people do. Well, do you I know think what it I mean. Protects them too. Uh, yeah. When you have a rider that's as polarizing as James is, yeah. and he's dealt with a lot of racial hate and things that other people don't at times, I think he just is trying to protect his family from that. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I'm just surprised it's this big of a deal. Like for all these tweets, is what I'm saying, and all that, you know. Like, yeah, oh, whatever. Geez. That's what Twitter is, though. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Matt, welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, presented by Enfab. What's your question? Hi, um, I was looking at some gear to buy, and I was just wondering what key like features should I look at because I race off road and I have a lot of stuff that like grabs like my arms and stuff. And what would be like the best thing and to last and uh, be strong? Well, the cool thing, Matt, is there's gear lines for all your price points, so whatever your budget is. But JT, what do you think for off road and things that could you know mud and everything off-road. else? Maybe the lightweight. Yeah, for off-road racing stuff, I would suggest our, our Evo line, uh, Evo 2.0. Um, we've made a big push with that, with introducing the BOA closure system to it this year. Uh, but that's, you know, we, we signed on with, uh, we've had the Johnny Campbell Racing uh, off-road team for a long time, <clears throat> which we will continue to, but we also signed the Rockstar Husqvarna off-road team. Uh, that's a new signing for us moving forward. So, uh, the off-road segment's huge for us. Um, they will be obviously utilizing a few different lines, but for you, for some, for someone who's looking for durability uh, and off-road riding that's going to last and and fit a multi-use uh, kind of riding terrain, uh, mm-hmm. I would definitely suggest that Evo stuff. There you go, Evo. Yeah. That's it. Evo. Oh yeah. Get it. Hook it Thanks, up. Guys. All right. See ya. A lot of calls. We got to hurry this thing along. Um, let's go, Mike. Mike, welcome to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. What's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, 
just to kind of back up what you were saying, I've got a set of the Evo gear for that last day that called in. It's awesome, very comfortable, cool, and durable. I like it. Uh, my question with uh, James coming back and with uh, obviously these coach starting with Malcolm, uh, is this the first time going into uh, a series or a race, really, where Malcolm is more heavily favored to win his class than James is? Yeah, without yeah, a doubt. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, one of those things. Malcolm's Malcolm's been for JT. You know, you've known Malcolm forever. There was a point where he didn't even race. He wasn't gonna race. Uh, he was fast, but like the fish more than ride dirt bikes, I guess. And somewhere along, like his second last year of amateur, all of a sudden it was like, whoa, Moogie's on this team extreme thing, and he's really trying to make a go of it. But for a long time, he wasn't in the racing. Not good. He was not a good dirt bike rider for a long time. <laughs> right, I, I will say that. Yeah, uh, but he. Somewhere along the line, either his, you know, his coordination caught up to the size of his body. Something happened where his he just got a lot faster in a hurry. So, a lot of the times, you know, it's it's one of those things where you know kids that are big, their coordination isn't all there, and they're too big for their body and all that stuff. But whatever happened for him, he figured it out and and he went to a new level really quickly. Um, so he's kind of had the speed for a few years now, maybe more than a few. Uh, but just avoiding that big mistake has has plagued him amateur to pro and he's going to have to, he's going to have to eliminate that if he wants to become a champion. That that's the one thing he's missing right now is the week in week out, uh, consistency that, you know, you see from the champion guys out there. Right on. Thanks for your, thanks for your call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to geez, a lot of questions today. Brian, what's happening? How are you? Welcome to the fly racing moto 60 show. Steve, JT. Hope you guys, hope you boys are well. We are. We are. Uh, Good. So there's 2,000 questions, obviously, about this weekend for the East. Here's mine. Who in the world is getting a start? Because um, my favorite is Blessinger. But the problem is you're not going to be – not every week you're going to run five or six laps, red flag, and then start again. So he's not going to start well. How are you getting Mookie and Tyler's big butt off the line on a 250F? Justin Hill, who knows what in the world we're doing with him. The guy I sort of wonder about. But I have no idea how good that bike is, and I don't think it's very good. Is Bichelia? He's a good starter, but good yeah, grief, yeah. what's that bike? I mean, what's that bike like? Yeah, no, they're um, getting some help. They're getting help from Yosh. Their their motors are legit. They're, they're Yosh Yosh is helping them. So, um, yeah. honestly, though, I, I saw Mookie this off season in Europe like four times, and he was on yep. a two fifty F against four fifties, and the guy pulled starts, pulled starts a lot. Now he has this I mean, bike figured out. Look at Christian Craig too. Big, big guy yeah. and up front every time. Yeah, Geico so. got what six out of seven hole shots or something in that series. It seems like Bowers was good at starts as well, too. even being bigger. You yeah, know, I, yeah. I think in the 250 class, those guys, motorcycles themselves, and the technology and the just crazy amounts of money the teams are spending on the bikes really shines on the starts because it just doesn't seem to matter as much on size when you're on that yeah. factory level team. Yeah, well, unfortunately, too, Martin's had a rough, you know, obviously a rough time getting... Martin has had, yeah, Martin's had a tough time with starts. You know who hasn't had a tough... He's like a poor starter. What? He just seems like he's a poor starter. Yeah. You know, like, it's, he's, yeah. got a, he's got arguably the fastest bike, or maybe maybe the gap has come down. Mm-hmm. But even when Yamaha had a sizable advantage, he was still getting bad starts. What about Marty? Yeah, Marty's I, a good starter. Oh, Marty. Marty. For sure. Marty's a good starter. I'll be uh, I'll be covering my head and uh, and getting in the fetal position if he's leading because who knows he might end up in my lap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you're right. That's Thanks, you need Thanks, Brian. Thank you, man. See you, fellas.
Uh, is Marty? Do you think Marty is the leading proponent for Nets? Like, if you were going in to do a PowerPoint with Feld on Nets, yeah, on Nets, would Marty be part of your presentation? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. I All think right. I think I think a lot of TVD guys. I think uh, I think um, uh, Zach Bell would also be a net yeah, guy. That's fair. A net that's guy. Fair. Hey, this guy. We could really save a life here, Feld, Gendro. Yeah. We could it, say- I, you don't even have to sell them. You're just selling them. How can you not have a net with a guy like that out there? That's, <laughs> right, that's what right. you go in there with. Yeah. I mean, is this going to be the year for Marty? Do you, do you yeah, really think so, I honestly? Know. I don't know. We've had so many years where, you know, and honestly, the year that he and Cincerillo both were injured in bag of two and, and Justin Bogle won the championship, don't take anything away from him, that year – uh man, he had a he oh. had a championship won. Um I feel bad for him not winning it because I think all of the years of frustration and, and you bagging on him and everybody bagging on him. Everybody, not just me. Not. not just no, me. No, for sure, right. yeah. But it could be all be for not and he could be, you know, laughing with a number one plate whenever you want to bring that up. But it is what it is, and that didn't happen and here he is again at thirty years old or however old old he is. Um How nah, old he's you... gotta be what, twenty seven? I don't know. Uh, he he turned pro in at Atlanta, Atlanta of 06. 06, yeah. So it's been 10 years. In the so club. he probably turned pro 18, 19. I bet well, he's he turned... 27, 28. Well, good luck, Marty. Everybody's pulling for you. I mean, he will win a race this year, I think. I you do, do think yeah? That. You think he wins? Yeah, I do, yeah. Is, I want just, you know, honestly, physically, he's been through a lot. I wonder how he is feeling that way. I mean, I've talked to Red Dog, his coach, but I don't understand what Red Dog's coming at because he's sort of. One weekend he's telling me that Marty's going to dominate. The next weekend he said, I hope he, we hope he gets top ten. I talked to Reedy, and Reedy said he was very, very fast. So that's he's a harsh critic. No, so yeah. Gonna... Ch- Chad's not one to throw around compliments. No, I, I think he was probably riding pretty good. Yeah. All right, a few more calls here. Caleb, welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What's happening? Not much. Hey, thanks for all the content you put out. Hey, uh, thanks. My question is uh, – Mookie and Bowers are both big athletic guys. If they're both on their A game and out front, who wins the takeout battle? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, the irresistible object versus the immovable force. Um, I don't know. Bowers seems to probably have really good at it because the arena cross days. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, JT? Uh, takeouts, oh, man, you know what, it's, Takeouts are all about um, you basically are always going to lose at some point. It's just, you know, if <laughs> if they get into a war, it's basically who strikes first, honestly. That's that's generally how it's going to win because both of them are so good at it and big enough to yeah. put each other down. So, um, honestly, the, the the smart thing, and, and Bowers knows this, the smart thing is, is if you're in, trying to win a championship, you just don't, you don't get involved in that. You just stay out of it. Uh, but, you know, that's not how racing goes. Emotions run high, and we'll see how it goes. I, I don't foresee anything happening. I think uh, I think these guys realize that you you just can't get into confrontation like that and expect to win a championship. Thanks, Caleb. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate yep. it. Thank you. All right. Zach, what's going on? Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Hey, Steve, JT. Uh, been a avid listener for about four years now. It's the first time I've called. I usually listen to the archives. Oh, cool. Um, JT, I do have a question for you. Um, I know we hear a lot about guys saying how when you're in the lead, you control the race. Can you elaborate a little bit on the mindset 
when you're in the lead and controlling the race? I mean, are you, you know, marking your lap times or, you know, how does that work? What is the mindset there? Uh, you know what? It's usually the only way you're managing a race, obviously, is if you're, if you're winning, right? Um, and there's been, there have been guys that have been really, really good at this, uh, over the years. I think, I actually think Reed was one of the better ones. Uh, but you basically are just marking, you're marking guys. Uh, you find a section on the track where you can see, you know, the, the people you would be generally worried about coming up to, to make time on you. Uh, and then you manage your effort. You you basically don't go any faster or take any more chances than you need to 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 manage that gap. Uh, because honestly, at the level those guys are going at, you're it's all about um, managing risk. Because the more effort you're putting in, the harder you're pressing into a turn. Uh, the more at risk you're putting, you're, the more weight you're putting as far as traction and all those risk factors go up. The harder you're pressing, so. You know, it's for a guy, even at the level I was at, forget about the level that Reed or somebody Stewart or these guys are at, you can back it down 5%, 10%, and pretty much do a million laps and never crash. That's just right. you know, the, the ability right. that people and have at that level riding a motorcycle. Yeah, where your level is, right? Yeah, where you back right. it down right. to, right? But so. to, to push it up, to go close to 100%, uh, you got to take chances. You know, the, the risk of crashing or just, just losing the front end or doing the silly, stupid crashes – that for say you know uh, a Martin Davalos is you know that happens to him a lot. The risk that's the right. risk of pushing so hard you know and uh, uh, I'm a, been... a huge Stewart fan um, and I always felt like you know Stewart checkers the records but if he would have you know correct me if I'm wrong but basically just have gone slow enough to win. He pro- I would think he would have a lot more wins than what he does now and more championships. No, there's but no doubt about the way, it. Uh, yeah, the there's a lot to be said for only you know, going fast enough to win. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, Stu falls, never. You know, Stu wasn't. Uh, to the wall. Yeah, Stu wasn't. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. There was definitely times where you were like, James, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, what are you doing? He yeah. seems like you could only ride really one way. You know, yeah, you don't have to win by a minute. You can, you know, you yeah. can pull out a six-second gap and just hang hang hey, out there even, because. Even that, that undefeated outdoor season, he took mm-hmm. risks sometimes with a 20-second lead that you're like, bro, what right. are you doing? You yep. know, I specifically remember a double in Freestone that no one was doing, and he had a huge lead um, at, over uh, the Tim Ferry, and he's still jumping this thing and casing it. Right. And you're like, stop it. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I don't. I think that's just a, it's a skill that some guys are better at than others. You know, yep. Ricky Carmichael was a master of it too. He would pull out such a big lead in the first five laps, and then he would just cruise. He would just ride around, literally. But he could, you know, that he developed that yep. skill set, and he was fast enough at the beginning that he could get away and then just cruise. Well, also too, like a huge part of what a leading a race too is being able to ride your lines. Like you're just yep. like, okay, I, I got, I got a gap. I'm now going outside here. I'm going. I'm just. I'm riding the outsides, and I'm carrying my momentum i'm not worrying about some dude coming in on me and that just relaxes you and like you said you can do a, a hundred laps like that you, you know, know what's interesting is and most people never got to see this but carmichael would do this thing on the hot lap and I, if you ask chad reed if you ask anybody of these guys they've probably seen him do it but he would go into these turns and he would basically do a burnout and create a new rut in these out of these turns like if you had a really rough rut coming out of the turn and he would basically build a an inside coming out of that and he wouldn't use it until he was clear. And it was a little bit slower, but it was incredibly smooth. It was where nobody had gone all day. 
So the first four or five laps, I, I used to back, go back and watch him on tape, and he would go through the roughest line in the world, and just but fast. I'm fast, talking yeah, like the fastest it. guy on the track. But he would go through the main line, and he would just blow everyone away. He would get to like the fifth or sixth lap, and then he would change to this super ultra smooth brand new line. And yeah, maybe he was a second a lap slower than he had been over the course of the whole track, but he wouldn't hit a whole, he wouldn't hit a bump on the whole track yeah. because he had built these new lines. Uh, it was pretty ingenious. Um, you know, luckily he was good enough to be able to pull off a maneuver like that. Yeah. But it was pretty cool, and you could see him do it every weekend. I would follow him around and watching him do it, and I'm like, you're so lucky that we, you're fast enough to use that. We watched him one time at High Point do that on our off, on our off camber, but he mm-hmm. kept missing this line he wanted. So he was breaking, 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 coming in to go the inside, but like kind of coming in too hot, and then yeah. had and then he had to abandon it and go to the bottom and kind of bounce off the the main rut or whatever else. And we're like, we're all watching him because it's kind of by the mechanics area when it used to be by the uphill trip out there yep. and you're like watching him watching him and, and and it's costing him time and then all of a sudden he got it and that was it you know what i mean but we were yep. like what's he doing he's coming in and oh can't get it you know um right. yes yeah, so also too like and again on a much 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 slower level than you jt some of the races that i won local level i remember mm-hmm. thinking that wasn't that hard and you talk right. to some guys that win races and they're like i didn't feel like i was pushing at all Yep. You, you know, because you're just, I don't know, you're just in a in a mode and you're not all harried, you're relaxed, you're breathing right, and you're taking your lines, and all of a sudden it seems like, wow, this is it's like a Wednesday Wednesday practice, you know? And then you end yeah, up winning. I mean, if you, even if you watch Ryan Dungey right now, the races he's won pretty easily, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't look like he's really exerting all that no. much effort at the midpoint of the race, you know? <laughs> Obviously, last weekend was different. He was going for it, but... Some of these races, he just looks like he's on, you know, he, yeah. he's doing just what the caller said. He's managing the race. You know, he's putting in the, the minimum effort he can to, to keep his lead, and that's about it. Well, and then did you notice Roxon looked pretty winded after Dallas? Well, um, they, were both, they were both flat out. Yeah. I mean, they were both going for it the yeah. entire time. So I would expect both of them to be, they were on their limit, you know, the whole time. And, and proof of that is how much of a gap they pulled. I mean, they checked out on everyone. Yeah. Uh, all right, like, so a few more calls where we got Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. Fly Racing, the original stretch fabric race where third generation light hydrogen line continues to lead the way in a minimalist gear uh, with input from fly riders like Shorty and Pike and Brayton. Fly Racewear designers created non restrictive minimalist racewear that eliminates non essential features and replaces them with high end, breathable, elastic woven fabric. FlyRacing.com. Fly Racing has much more than gear, too, people. Stands and tie downs and bars and levers and mountain bike stuff and snowmobile stuff flyracing.com go there and just get lost and check out all the products that uh, the folks at western power sports have under the uh, fly racing umbrella uh alex what's going on what's happening what's your question what's up man uh i have a question about will Hahn and uh, i'm gonna go ahead and give villa Poe the credit and not my pork slider comment about him coming out more aggressive after that yeah yeah it seemed, but, it seemed uh, to work <laughs> the hump looked like it worked and I'm thinking I gotta. I'm gonna have to throw a pork slider at uh, Eli Tomac. He's frustrating me. He gets behind someone and he locks his eyes behind on their rear wheel and just follows every line. He did it with Chad Reed. He did it with Kennard. Uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, I agree. It's not a not a great season for Eli right now. And I'm thinking. I don't know if this weekend will be any better, Alex, but I like. I think Daytona could be somewhere where Tomac all of a sudden shines a bit. It's more Supercross than it ever was. It's not so much outdoors, but it's got ruts. It's got bumps. It's got lines. It's got breaking bumps, things that Tomac is really good at. So maybe hold off on the pork slider until after Daytona. 
<laughs> All right, you guys have a good show. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Josh, what's happening? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Hello? Hi. Hi. I have a question. You keep referring to a chase system style going in Supercross. What do you mean by that? Um, well, I, I don't keep referring to it, I don't think, but maybe I do. I think, like, do you follow NASCAR? Well, I'm more of an NHRA guy, and they have the countdown where they reset the points. Yeah. Um, more, I was kind of hoping they'd go more towards that rather than focus on You know what? Wins. Well, i got to be honest. I'm not exactly sure how they're doing it, but I've heard from people in positions of power that there'll be a chase format next year. Now, whether they reset it after 10 after eight, I don't know when they reset it, and I'll, I don't I, think that's done yet. I don't think that's the sign. Yeah, so. and so and then also too, you know, they're going to give if you were first in the points when the chase starts, you're going to get a, a handicap of a certain number of points. Um, yep. You're going to get a lead on everybody, you know, five, ten, whatever it is. And you know, I know NASCAR's gone to like a knockout series the last four or something the last couple of years, yeah. but I don't really know how exactly they're going to have it. I just know it's coming. From what I hear, Josh, uh, they're going to do that starting next year. Okay, but I, yeah, no idea question. how how the format goes. So, so the only other question is, where is um, McDungy pulls off the Supercross? Where is the all time on uh, on your list? Uh, if he pulls pulls off the Supercross title this year, you mean? Yeah. So he'll be a, the, if you combine Supercross and outdoors riders, because he'll be tied with Bill Poto on championships, and he has more than Stewart and Reed. I mean, he'll be a se- he'll be seven time, won't he? With four outdoors. He only has three up. Well, you count the two. Yeah. What do you think, JT? I think he's going to be in there. Um, he's, you know, I don't think he's done, and I don't think he's done with titles either. So uh, after the Supercross thing, I, I would still put him behind Villapoto because I think four four Supercross titles in a row is it just means something against, especially against, against Ryan Dungey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so. I would still have him behind him, but I think, man, I'm going to have to start looking at putting him ahead of like a guy like Reed and these guys. I know Reed has the race win thing, but you start looking at uh, just the, the titles are a big deal. So I don't know. I, I haven't made my mind up on that. I haven't really put much thought into it, but it's going to be an interesting conversation if he continues this run throughout the year, and especially if he wins another outdoor title too. Uh, he's going to make you. a pretty strong case right, for himself. Thanks, man. Yeah, it should be interesting to see where he goes. Um, all right, man. Thanks, JT. Thanks for coming yeah, on. No FlyRacing.com. Jason Thomas. Uh, we'll see you in Atlanta at the BTO Sports VIP program. You've got a spot let open for that, right? Or did you uh, get Yeah, it? I think we're going to be good. But I do, oh, okay. I, I do have one right now. But if anybody's really interested, um, definitely get a hold of me. But I know I have one left. So. And what about Daytona and everything else? Still, still? Yeah, Daytona. I still have availability at pretty much everywhere. But Atlanta was uh, obviously this weekend. How's, and how's Toronto weekend, looking? So. How's Toronto looking? It's all right. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always availability. That was a good. That's a good thing this year. We've upped availability, uh, but you know, everybody loves Toronto. Wow. What about the pits, though? Do your VIPs kind of sucks for them? Yeah, bit, but right? there's nothing you can do. No, I mean, no, of course not. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but honestly, with the weather, most people don't want to go hang out when it's 30 degrees outside either. So. Yeah, um, it it kind of takes care of itself with that. Yeah, what you should do is just force your way into trucks, into team trucks. So. Uh, I still take them inside our truck, inside yeah. the BTO KTM truck. It's just with there's no pit party or anything, and the weather kind of talks people out of a pit party anyway. So right, yeah, that helps. Uh, all right, buddy. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Who do you got next? Weege? Yep. Weege. All right, cool. All right, I see you. Talk all about right. dogs and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, okay. big, big dog guy. <laughs> all right, see let's see. Uh, let's get to a few more calls before we come up with uh, Jason Wygant. 
Uh, Josh, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, fellas. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for calling. What's happening? Hey, I had a question about something that Bowers referred to on Monday night on the Pulp Show. Yeah. Um, he had said something about uh, the, or him having to get an impact test before the season started. Mm-hmm. Did I understand that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, so basically all these guys are getting their heads checked uh, before the season starts. So, I mean, if, if Stewart came in with an issue, wouldn't that have been able to be, I, I guess, detected you know, beforehand? Um, well, it depends on when he took it, right? Um, we think he, we heard, yeah, that's true. We heard he crashed before the season, and you know hit his head. But I can't confirm that from anybody. But and it depends on when he took the impact test, right? So yeah, sure. um, you could have took. I you, mean, you, you can take it any time. So. Yeah. So and they're pretty standardized, right? And what yeah. do they entail? Yep, it's a Just, reaction. It's a reactionary thing you can do on a laptop. Okay, so there's no way that they could really. I guess set themselves up to pass it, so I, to speak. You know no, what I mean? uh, we just hung up with JT, but he he tells a story that one year he took it after Vegas when he was hungover. He was super hungover yeah. and he took it. Go figure. Um, and then you know there is ways to I guess sort of manipulate that thing, right? So that you hmm. look dumber than you are. So if you do get hit hit in the head, um, and you take your impact test right at the track, then you know you're 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 okay because you took it when you were hungover or whatever. So yeah, yeah, but, okay. Yeah. Um, hey, do you do you uh, you want some fly racer, fly racing gear? Yeah, love, love it. What kind of bike you got? Uh, YZ four fifty F. Oh, nice. Okay, Evo two point limited edition set of fly racing gear coming your way, Josh. Uh, cool, I like that Thanks question. It was a very good question. So stay on hold. Travis will get your information. And uh, thanks to Fly Racing, man. Thanks, buddy. And also, too, uh, NFAB, N-FAB.com, Jeep, Truck, or SUV parts, bumpers, light mounting solutions, uh, any Jeep gear, anything you need, they've got it. Proud sponsors of the Ampro Yamaha Off-Road team and, of course, the JGR team. So uh, we thank those guys. Travis Sky on 5 won the gear, so you can get his info. Let's get right into our next guest here. He's my boss at RacerX Online. He's the voice of American Motocross, the Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up? It's uh, it's a What's that? Your phone's all. This is late. Oh. I was afraid you guys well, weren't going to call. Jason Thomas took. Jason Thomas took a long time. You had a lot to talk too about. Too much knowledge. Yeah, too, too much, much knowledge. <laughs> exactly. So much knowledge, right? Um, yes. Hey, so most of the show we've been talking about the 250 E series. I mean, really, yeah. the 450 series right now. Dungey and Roxon, they're maybe the top two, and maybe Tomac Seely Anderson are in that next group. And then Reed and Marvin can get in there. We got a Millsaps, Pike, Brayton grouping of riders. But the 450 class is kind of shaping itself up. And Canard can go anywhere from uh, first to tenth uh, every weekend, depending on, on, yeah, where, on, on where he's at. But um, so let's talk a more 250 E series. Every okay. every guy in the class has a question mark. They all do. If you look at them, Tonus, uh, you know, last year was a disaster. Hill was fast, but couldn't put it together. McElrath's wrist is injured. Bowers has had a rough off season. R.J. Hampshire had that bad crash. Mookie's up and down. He's always been up and down. Marty is Marty. I won't get into Marty. Um, there's a lot of questions about Marty. Jeremy Martin hasn't qualified, and Plessinger really hasn't had a breakout year. I think he got one podium last year, and it's only his second year in. Every single guy, you can go, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, that's the thing. We're not insulting any of these dudes. We're just saying, like, it's a, first of all, it's a group where hardly any of them have won races. Um, you know, Mookie has a win. Bowers has a win. J-Mart's got a couple. Uh, Marty's got a couple. But for the most part, it's a group that hasn't really battled for titles or hasn't won a title yet. Some of them haven't even fought for one. And you mm-hmm. could say that, uh, you know, Davilo certainly had a little title experience from two years ago. J-Mart was kind of in the hunt last year, but. 
just because of inexperience alone. It doesn't mean they're not good riders, and maybe someone takes a huge leap this year. But from what we've seen so far, it's been up and down from all these guys. The champion of the East Coast, yeah, the, whoever wins this title will erase a lot of questions. Like with Cooper Webb, True. there wasn't questions. Jesse Nelson didn't have questions. You know, yeah. um, um, I guess Christian Craig did. Zach Osborne didn't really have question marks. Um, Joey Savacci didn't have question marks so much. So one of the, whoever wins this title, you're going to go, okay, that thing we thought was their Achilles heel is now fixed. Yeah, and to give an example, you know, last year you had Muscan, who is already well-proven as a champ, and Bogle, who was the champ, you know, so and then, yeah, compared to Cooper Webb and West. So compared to some recent history, that's all we're saying. These guys are a little bit more of a checkered pass, but I guess that makes it more exciting. There's yeah. the potential that any one of these guys can catch fire and dominate, but for the moment, going into it, you would think this is going to be nuts. Who's your favorite? Who's Jason Wygant's favorite? I mean, uh, JT likes Martin. I still I, – I go Mookie or Bowers. I'm, I, I, depending on what day it is, I'm, I'm tossing around those two guys. What do you think? I, I like J-Mart as well. I think right now, from what we know, he's the, the closest to a complete package. Yeah. But uh, I, I think Plessinger could really be good. It's just that unknown of him being a sophomore, and he hasn't won a race yet. You and I used to always say, right, it's hard to win a race and the title yeah. in the first your first year, right? So that's one thing he's got against him. I think he could catch fire, though, and really do some damage. But if that doesn't happen, I still think J-Mark's the best all-around package. Yeah, there's a there's a quiet uh, a quiet Aaron Plessinger movement out there. Yes, yes. A lot of speed at the track. Yep. Um, I think his skill and talent is, even though he, everybody says oh, he's got the off-road background, I think that his height and his size and everything is almost better uh, for Supercross just because those those gnarly rutted tracks sometimes it's tough, but he can use that leverage for whoops and jumps. I think his style were and he was so good in in uh, arena cross when he showed up. He was great at Monster Energy Cup and the All Star Challenge. So many things point to him having great indoor skills. It's just the experience I think right now that is mm-hmm. a question mark on him. It's funny because between Plessinger, Bowers, and Mookie, I don't know if we've ever had three monsters like this. Know. You know, like they're huge. Yeah. Well, Savachi also described uh, Tonus as a monster, so he's officially in the monster category as well. <laughs> Tonus, is, Tonus is a monster? Six, six feet tall. Six foot tall. Uh, monster. Makes him a monster. Yeah. 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 Um, um, Bowers, I like Bowers, but um, I, I, for him it's just a matter of his health. I don't know. It's been up and down. Everyone I've asked to, can he do 15 laps? You and I asked Mitch last weekend, is he ready? He's ready enough, I guess they're saying. He's not as good as he could be. Those things are a little scary to hear, but otherwise, he would be good if that wasn't uh, the case. Mitch was not ultra confident, was he? Like, no, he, he, no, and it's a shame for Bowers because I think last year everybody knew Bowers would be good and consistent, and know how to score points, mm-hmm. but he was fast. Um, so it's going to be a shame if he goes two years and doesn't really get to show what he could have done. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and Justin Hill uh, one heats. Couldn't put it together last year in the mains. Like, like I don't know what went on. I have no idea. I talked to Tyler Keefe, the TLD KTM uh, manager, uh, via text message yesterday. He's very confident in Justin Hill right now. So, I mean, yeah. not, not that that matters all that much because he's pretty biased. But um, Yeah, but you know what? I have to keep thinking Keith. I was talking to him before the season began, maybe three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he was trying not to say too much because he says, man, the more you build up these guys often in this class, it puts pressure on. We've seen a lot of dudes who were like, stamp it, he's going to win the title. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. Dean Wilson, um, Tomac didn't defend. Uh, even Webb this year has struggled. So I feel like if he's saying it, he's not just blowing smoke 
uh, on his guys. He he must really believe it because I think he tries to avoid giving them too much pressure. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Maybe that's a and Hills in yeah. such a good spot as a sleeper, like a perfect spot as a sleeper compared to last year where Patrick ATM, I had picked him to win. I think a lot of people had. Now he's way under the radar. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and Marty. We're all pulling oh, for Marty, right? Marty. Well, all but one person I can think of, yes. <laughs> do you think Marty... Hey, you know what, though? Hey, you, you can th- put this on your tombstone. You, you will be able to put this on your tombstone. It is true. You have alerted the world to trends and things that, and stats that they had maybe never thought about. Um, for example, if he wins the title this year, I think there might be a little bit of a... Yeah, but man, he had forever to get this done, which I don't think anyone would have ever pieced that all together if you didn't alert the world to it. So, <laughs> hope you feel good about that. You, you really think I alerted the world? You really think you really think you really think I've alerted the world to it? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Oh yeah, listen, uh, there's a few guys in this industry. I think Tyler Keith's one of them. They're 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 scouts like there are in any other sport. There's a lot of other people that don't even think about the most basic stuff. I'm sure you're one of the first that was on the leading edge of that. It seems crazy. You probably would think everyone would realize he's been in the class that long. But come on, dude. This is a sport where team managers are calling me saying, so how's pointing out work? Yeah, I guess. You got a good point. You just brought that to my You're yeah. right. You're actually getting calls from important people asking you how it works. Right? How, how, how does pointing out work in this sport? Like, come on, dude. Here's the thing about Marty. Do you, first of all, do you think Marty's made in excess of $2 million in his career? I don't know about two. At least one, though. At right? least one, right? At least one. Dude. He would have had to make two hundred grand for each year for his career, which is maybe, maybe. I guess if you include gear and everything, it's possible. So two hundred grand a year, we ten have, years. We have yeah, tw- maybe. We have twenty. We for, okay for for a two fifty guy. You have twenty races a year, basically. Okay. He can't yeah. make. He's made millions. Or at least one million for basically eight races a year, eight weeks you out of fifty-two. To, we got it. We, I think you need to I think you need to move to another topic. He's I'm had, aware. He's had. Told you've alerted us to this. He's oh, had boy. incredible bikes. He's had incredible bikes for a lot of those years. Factory KTM's, Pro Circuits, Huskies. Uh, I'll, I'll get in here and stop this. Can you stop this? Can we straight jacket you? Can we? You can. Is there anything that can be done? Can we stop? Can, Somebody's got to get control. Can you get one of the dog leashes? You got one of those like electronic collars or something? I'm just saying, this could be this could be it. This could be the, this could be Marty's best chance in a, in, a, in a field like this. And we're all pulling for him. We all are. Well, Give, the sad part for Marty was the one year it actually was working out in uh, 14. He ended up crashing because of a bike malfunction. It was not his fault. Like the one time he he put all of his pieces together finally, and then that happened. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it does. He would have been yeah. champion. There's no doubt. He would have been champion. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. Give me a guy that maybe I, we haven't talked about, yeah, 250 E Series, that you think could be quietly under the radar. I don't want to say Colt Nichols because that dude has killed it. He's not, you know, he's doing better than anybody would have thought. But someone like that, someone who could make a step and be a 5 to 10th place guy, Bichelia, we haven't mentioned, a caller did earlier, uh, Luke Resland, is there Durham, Durham, I chased Stallo at Racer X, very high on Durham right now. Um, uh, <laughs> I, don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm feeling the Durham thing. I feel like it's just too many years, too many years of barely racing. What are we talking, four seasons? 
12 he won and got hurt. 13, 14, 15. 12. Basically didn't yeah, race. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So three and a half seasons of virtually no Supercross. I mean, you have to be something really special as a talent to uh, take that much time off. Heck, James Stewart apparently can't take a year off yeah. and uh, come out the same way. So um, one guy I don't I don't think anyone even remembers that Tonus is on the Pro Circuit team. Right. But you will remember when he first showed up. We watched him closely in that first practice last year. Yeah. And his skills, his style was really impressive, like amazing. And remember, he shows up for one national last year. He gets a third in a moto. Right. Yeah. So he could be a lot better than I think anyone's thinking. This health thing is a super huge concern. I mean, he's not even putting it out there that he's, oh, I'm good, I'm 100%. It's more guarded of uh, trying to figure it out. I'm on a program. (laughs) That's scary. But I could see a moment where that guy – it's a start or something is just blazing and people are shocked. Yeah. So, okay. I, I, I think Reslin could do something. I think Luke Reslin, I follow him a little bit. He's a good guy. He had a solid season. I think he made every main event, which as a rookie is a big deal. Uh, I want to say he got ninth to 12th in the points, somewhere in there. Maybe Luke can step it up yeah. with, that, with that package that Cole Nichols have, you know? Yeah, there's a little vibe going there, isn't there? There's a real vibe going on. And he was quietly, I think, better than people realized last year. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to so. say he's for the long haul, like points at the end of the year, that Renslin is going to be the surprise guy. But I think Tonus will be the one that has some moments. If Tonus, if Tonus can't complete this series, he's, he may as well just mm-hmm. go back to Switzerland right now because his contract's up and everything else. Like, he... Yeah, I think so. And that's the sad part. I mean, I think he knows, you know, you're getting a two-year deal to audition and this happens. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, let's 702-586-PULP. If you got a question for Jason Wigan or myself, uh, we're wrapping up the Fly Race and Moto 60 show here presented by NFAB. Uh, thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for giving away a set of Evo 2.0 limited edition gear that uh, Josh won. All right, let's touch on let's touch on 450s Weege before we wrap this up. Mm-hmm. And um, right. Dungey Roxon again, I think going into Atlanta, they're, you know, this is the home. This is the home race for so many dudes uh, in Florida um, that that train yeah. around there and everything else. Yeah. Do, do you think that that kind of gives uh, Dungey, let's say, a little bit of a, a no, advantage? No, no. They all claim it. They're all claiming it. It's so dumb. Every single dude lives in Florida at some point these days. Every guy likes the dirt better everywhere than California. Everyone is going to say the same. <laughs> It's hilarious. You're going to hear 18 people claim now it's going to play to my advantage. And they will. If 18 people all say it, it's even. Yeah, no, true. Roxanne and Dunge were both on planes to Florida on Sunday morning after Dallas. So what's the difference? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only thing I would say is that Dungey riding at Carmichael's all those years, the dirt to Atlanta to Carmichael's is pretty much the same where the dirt from the Nest slash Villapotos where Roxanne mm. rides is not the same. But, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, it's Plus, the Atlanta dirt is strange, man. It's not what it was. I no. mean, it's, it's certainly different than, than what we would have had in, uh, I don't know, Anaheim 1. But it's not what I think people remember Anaheim, or sorry, Atlanta, you know, mm-hmm. 1990, 1995, 2000. Uh, whatever they've done, they've got this two tracks figured out where they can dry them out. It's, it's slippery in a lot of spots, actually, just like the other tracks. There's all... I think there's more slick spots than ruts to deal with now, which is not what everyone realizes. I'm sure the teams do, yeah. but on the outside, we've been trace about the ruts, but they're not really there like they used to be. If there's a win pie, I'm giving Roxon, oh I'm giving Roxon and Dungey 80% of this win pie at every single round here on out until something yeah. changes. And I'm seeing, yeah, 20, I agree. okay, I was going to say, where do you put that? Like, 
those two guys, eighty uh, percent favorite to win the race, and yeah, everyone's fighting over that twenty percent. And you know what? This is—it's only surprising because the first couple of weeks, um, Roxon just wasn't his normal self, at least results-wise. Yeah. But um, now, all of a sudden, looking back at it, you're like, well, outside of maybe Tomac, you would have probably thought they were the top two coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, they were probably the top two, you know, in consideration coming into last year. So um, I think when you start looking at that, you're like, wait a minute. Well, this this is the way it's supposed to be. It's kind of each title, Supercross and Outdoors, is coming down to another Filipotos out. It's coming down to one of those two guys. So why would it be different mm-hmm. um, this time? And, yeah, someone could prove us wrong, but you're not dealing with, like, flashes in the pan here. It's not like Roxham winning a race or Dungey winning a race. It's like, wow, where did this come from? Yeah. Um, they have experience and speed and teams and, and all these things that everybody else is still working on. I mean, I talk to Jay Sanders every weekend, and he's fully admitting. He's like, listen, I know I went Anaheim 1, but it's only my second year. I want to beat those guys, but they're really good. Yeah. You know, I think they all yeah. know their they know their lane, so to speak. Except Tomac. That's the only weird one. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, yeah. Nathan, yeah. welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What's your question? Hey, guys. Uh, good show today. Thank you. Hey, uh, I'm up here in uh, Portland, Oregon, and we have, we have Motorsport Hillsboro up here, which I know they supply bikes to a lot of the, the local privateers. My question is, when a local privateer is good enough to get bikes from a, a shop like that, do they go in there knowing what brand of bike they want, you know, via contingency or whatever, or is it kind of the dealership saying, hey, we got three RM450s, you know, you can have them if you want them. I mean, how does that go? No, they, they, they I mean, I think they, they basically have a choice of what they want to ride, but they know what they want. You know what I mean? I think they, they have an idea. Hey, I've got a lot of Suzuki parts. I like Suzuki. I'm going to ride Suzuki. The dealership is the one that could, could come in and say, hey, look, I know you like Suzuki, bro, but uh, I can give you these four KTMs, um, you know, for the year. And, and you know, you can you can have those. And, and that's what happened to Jimmy Albertson. He he got a great deal from a KTM dealership, and he was forced to switch from Honda to KTM, and he loved them. So it was more of a dealership thing and, and, you know, financing and everything else that made Jimmy switch. So I think it's really up in the air. But I would think, Nathan, most privateers have an idea of what bike they want. Gotcha. Okay. So, that's all right, my th- question. Thanks, thanks man. Yep. Speaking of bikes, too, hopefully none of them stolen this weekend in Atlanta, Weege. <laughs> God, hey, he mentioned that as a column today. On oh, the, did he? Yeah, it's been pretty, pretty consistent through the years. No, it really has. <laughs> even they even had guards at one year in that privateer lot in Atlanta, across from the dome, and they still got stolen. So everyone was thinking the guards were in on it or something. I don't even know how that works, but it's rough down there. It's 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 yeah. it's, it's not fun. So, um, what do you think about uh, Chad Reed? What's going on with him? What's happening? Is this going to be where you can turn it around? He's been good in Atlanta before. I guess he's been good everywhere. But yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that just something like that could trip it. But this has been exceptionally bad, and I'm talking like all the practices, all the heats, uh, the main. Like, yeah. there hasn't been any um, uh, sign of light here. It'd be one thing if it's just a bad start here and there. So I'm getting worried that this is like a real. A real thing, and we've seen with Chad in the past. You know, things get off track just because we're no health issues or whatever. And I'm, I was, for whatever reason, last year he wasn't as good as I thought he would be. So I'm, I'm a little worried that the turnaround might not come. So there you go. Yeah, I've given him the official not believing in him. So there it is. Bring it next this it, weekend. You know what? You're you. right though. When it, well, mostly outdoors, but when it gets off track, it gets off track fast, right? Like. 
Well, yeah, yeah and I think yeah. it's been, he's even said it, you know, he's had weird stomach things and Epstein bar and hasn't had the right feeling and just weird stuff. And it's like, you're right, though. Once it's off track, it's off track. Last year was a weird one. That was a rare, mm-hmm. kind of a sucky year and then just won one out of nowhere. But that's kind of not normally the way he does it. He's either having a great season or a bad season. So I'm going to get a little worried here. This is a lot of data in the last, what, three or four races mm-hmm. um, of not being good. That's yeah, troublesome. Yeah. Last question is Nash. What's up, Nash? Hey guys, how are you? Good. A good day. I have a, a serious question. I don't know. If I've ever heard anyone breach this before. Has there ever been talk about applying a coating or a texture onto the starting gate, um, almost like a grippy tape, a transparent grippy tape that wouldn't obviously get roosted off, or the motorcycle with sixty horsepower plus could destroy it? But you hear the guys come off the line. And they got to manage going across that slippery piece of plexiglass or whatever that substance is. Have you guys ever heard, or has there been ever talk of that? Weege? No, I have not heard of it. Why can't you there? Uh, no. He's on mute. He's probably hit his phone on mute. Um, he's on mute. The baby's crying. Yeah, exactly. I have not no heard worries. of that. I have not heard of that, Nash. And um, I know... Like, there's nothing you could put on there that would stop these tires from just ripping through it. Do you know what I mean? There's no... And yeah, no, I mean, don't, I'm thinking, like, either cast the product. Like, you want to obviously don't want to lose the advertising space. And I'm exactly. not being cynical yep. when I say that. Yep. But, I mean, dude, the thing hits that grease. It's like hitting grease. I mean, it explodes yeah. the rear wheel, and then they hop into the ground. And then, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not for concrete starts back in the day, but... I don't know. I just was watching them do practice starts on the Racer X videos online, yeah. and I'm like, man, they keep blowing that. Well, you know apart. what, Nash? It's part of the skill. It's part of the skill involved in being a racer. I say take the start hooks off. That's my that's my thing. Take the start hooks off. <laughs> anyway, why, all right, why well, not? Listen, Thanks, next Nash. time you're in a hot uh, and heavy meeting with Prater and everybody at Feld, you tell them some no-name name Nash thought of something good. Okay, I'll tell him. Thanks, Nash. Uh, right, Weech? Do you agree with me? Same for everyone. Same for everyone. I think as long as same for everyone, it doesn't matter. What about taking the start hooks off, though, and bringing back some skill to the starts? Yeah, same thing, because now they've all got them. It's the same for everyone. So yeah, just so have everybody not have them. Let's bring, yeah. some st- let's bring some skill back into the starts, people. So Yeah, I like it. It's, right. it's, it's not giving anyone an advantage. All right, well, I like you on the show today, and so thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Racer X Online. You're driving to Atlanta, I assume? Sorry, what was that? You're driving to Atlanta? Yeah, driving uh, right. to go to the com party, bro. Should be great. This original and still best. So, Oh, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> All right. We'll see you tomorrow night, right? Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. All okay. Right. See, see ya. ya. All right, everybody. It's been a Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Travis, told you the phones would be busy. Yeah, it was a little wild back here. Because everyone's at work. Yeah. And I got nothing else to do. That was fun, though. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming by. Next week, Kits will be back. You're welcome for coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll be back. So, All right, everybody. It's, uh, Travis, that's Travis Marks. Uh, follow him at, at I'm Travis Marks. And uh, we'll see you next week. Fly Racing Motor 60 Show. Presented by Infab. Bye. I was born in-